Hello and welcome! Oh shit! I was suspecting the red lines to be the first thing we saw. (laughs) Hey! Uh, so, we watched Mean Girls tonight. Yay! Um. Finally. Right. (laughs) I guess. It's been a whole week since we almost watched this. Right, right. Um. Yeah. And the weirdest coin toss ever, we decided to watch <laughs> El Orfanato or Mean Girls. Um, so, all right. <laughs> there, there's one connecting thread between yeah, yeah, those yeah. two movies. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll, wait. Sorry. No, there are two. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the other one is. The, the other one is that I had never seen Mean Girls and you had oh, never sure. seen El Orfanato. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Same thing. Um, so... It's, it's my turn to summarize. Right. So I will summarize this very complex movie. Yes. Uh, Lindsay Lohan plays a girl named Katie who goes from being homeschooled in Africa to being a regular high school student at public school in Illinois. Mm-hmm. She's very smart and good at math, but she gets roped into a group of girls re- colloquially referred to as the Plastics, who are like the bitchy popular girls of the school, yeah. headlined by one Regina George, played by Rachel McAdams, who I yes. Um And she starts it off just as a way to sabotage them slash gather information for her friend who doesn't like them but then ends up becoming one of them for real and also pushing out Regina becoming the alpha of the pack and then getting in trouble for a a thing that the plastics did called the burn book and taking all the blame for it and then she reconciles her life and becomes a decent person right and and the uh the the social order of the school is is set right yeah uh, all by her actions right um so Chris I gotta ask you uh-huh. this is a movie that we've talked to, you've never seen it but we have talked about it and I've been trying to get you to watch it for a long time <laughs> I, and you've resisted and, and you're and you're not the only one. so okay I when when did this movie come out two thousand four two thousand four I have dodged this movie for 14, 14 years. years. Yes. Um, so, and it, it hasn't necessarily been on purpose. There have been plenty of people that wanted to get me to watch it, and I didn't. I I didn't have anything against it. Like when when it first came out, I kind of like was like, oh, it's going to be I mean, a, being that we were uh, 11, yeah, like, and, and, you're uh, like, I'm not watching that dumb movie. Yeah, yeah. this is a stupid teen yeah, girl comedy. movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch Transformers. <laughs> right, like. exactly. <laughs> um, well, at, at, that, at that age, I was like, I want to watch something more mature, like Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually uh, a good movie. I was watching way more horror schlock trash at the time. So, um, yeah, so so basically insert something equally immature, but just of a different genre. Right. Um, and, and honestly, I would say probably less mature. This movie is actually pretty mature in a yeah, lot of ways. It's very, so the last time I watched the last time I watched this movie, I think I was seventeen or sixteen. Okay. So many years ago. Uh did did, did you watch it at the request of our psychology teacher? That would have been around the right time. Mr. Moore. 17. Um 
Because Mr. Moore fucking loved this movie. <laughs> no. No. When I watched it, it would have been before AP Psych. Um, okay. But... Yeah, so this movie takes a much different context as an adult than it did as a high school student. Right, um, right. But before we get into all that, just out now, yes or no question, did you enjoy the movie? I enjoyed the fuck out okay, of this movie. Okay, good. It's, uh, it's good. Was, I, it, I, was I, it better than you expected going in? It? Or different, I guess. Because I feel like on the surface it doesn't seem like a movie that is going to be as intelligent and thoughtful as it really is. So in in the in the beginning, so in in high school, if you had if you had sat me down in front of this movie and asked that same question at the end, I would have said yes. It's way better than I expected it to be. It's it's way more thoughtful than I expected it to be. And this is a legitimately good movie. And I would not have expected it to to be that at all in high school. Having watched it now, (laughs) with almost like everyone in our age group quoting this movie and telling telling me that I need to watch this movie and having picked up on so much of this movie from from like just cultural osmosis because it's a huge thing to a lot of people Um, I would say that it perfectly met my expectations in a good way yeah I, I totally understand the hype and I don't think anyone's wrong. I so <laughs> partially I, I I remembered. I so in high school I liked it for different reasons. In high school I was like, yeah, fuck the popular kids. Like right, right. <laughs> like and that's what I thought this was about. It's not right. It's not at all. It's about uh, everyone being shitty. <laughs> yeah. So like I I appreciated this movie for much different reasons as an adult than I did as a high school kid. But that being said, and so, all right, the main things that I liked about this movie were probably the the snappy writing and the and the dialogue God, yes. and, and the comedic timing of, of everything is really good. First question I asked when when I saw that you were on the IMDb, we were page. in the, we were in the opening credits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had kept watching for like two more minutes, it the the it would have appeared on screen and I would have known. But as soon as I saw that Tina Fey was in this. And I heard like a couple like lines of like back and forth. I was like, "Who wrote this?" And you're like, "Tina Fey." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly." Like, like I, I, I yeah. So it, it definitely carries like the hallmark kind of like like Thirty Rock kind of like really snappy, yeah. tight comedic dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Excellent timing. Um, this was Tina Fey's first ever screenplay. I was about to ask a, you for a movie like or anything. I, I was about to ask you because I saw I, I saw that that you were looking up stuff. Yeah. Um. What else Tina Fey would have been writing on at this time? Nothing. Maria thing. This was her debut. De- her, her screenplay writer debut. She fucking killed it. Yeah. <laughs> So she adapted this movie from a self-help parenting book without a narrative. <laughs> Holy fuck. Like a non-fiction self-help book. That's so bad. Um, it doesn't form a large part of the the second act. <laughs> yeah. 
where uh, where where they're going through through exercises and, and stuff. Um, the book is called Queen Bees and Wannabes: Helping Your Daughter Survive Clicks, Gossip, Boyfriends, and Other Realities of Adolescence. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's I, I I would never uh, I would never think of attempting to try and. <laughs> give a narrative to a to a to self-help a book self-help book that's yeah. uh that's great yeah Fucking so Tina yeah so she's she, she's awesome obviously yeah, yeah. And she's awesome in the movie she's awesome at life she she de- she definitely wrote uh a part for herself that that would uh would would be like the tone of Tina Fey going yeah, forward. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the sort of self-deprecating but like secretly wise female <laughs> character that's like always ends up coming out in the end. Like, right. Okay. Right. But um. But is also still somehow a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. In this this movie's cast was incredible. Yeah, like, no, it's it's a it's, it's a great cast. It is insane the the people that are in this movie. Like, it, it launched many many careers. Of, yeah, like most of the people, especially young people in this movie, like this was either the first thing they were in because they did like auditions for most of the students in this right. movie, or like this was like you know the first big thing they were in. Right. So right. like. Like, I mean, I don't even want to go through all the characters, but, like... There are also, also, so, like, just in the, the high school kids, you have, obviously, Lindsay Lohan, who was already a known commodity at the time, I, I but would, she had never been in a non-Disney movie before this. That is true. This is, however, uh, you it must be said, peak Lindsay Lohan. Man, I don't know. <laughs> you saw Machete. <laughs> That was well after peak Lindsay Lohan, and this and that that's just like surely as far as like like film credits go, like yeah. she there there was probably I I struggle to think of a more respectable and thoughtful and good movie that she was in after this. This was after def- this, no. <laughs> like, I mean, the only good movie she was in before this was Parent Trap. You didn't like Freaky Friday? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, whether or not I liked it doesn't doesn't make doesn't make it a good movie. I'm not on trial here. <laughs> yeah. You can't just accuse me like that. <laughs> but yeah. Rachel McAdams, like I said, Tina Fey. Tim Meadows is the principal. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's really good in it. He's he's one of, he's one of those SNL alums from from like a like a specific time from SNL that you're always happy to see somewhere. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh no. Yeah. Because <laughs> there uh, are a couple of those. Chris yeah, Kattan yeah. comes to mind. <laughs> Amy Poehler, obviously. Because it's a Tina Fey production, right. Amy Poehler's in they're, it. They're a package deal. They are a hundred percent a package it's, deal. It's like it's it's like uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I was trying to remember um, Janice, her her like you know alternatively styled best friend. Right. Um, I was trying to recognize where I recognized her from. <clears throat> Recall? Yeah. You, okay. There I was trying you. to figure out where I recognized her from. <laughs> Uh, she 
was the main girl in Cloverfield, which I just watched not right, that long ago. Right, right, right. Which is super sweet. Um, Neil Flynn, the janitor, is in this. Right. Uh, um, you, in 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 my in my head canon, this this is taking place at the same time that Scrubs is in yeah. the same universe. Yeah, he's also you're you're just seeing him off duty. Yeah, <laughs> when he's not harassing Zach Braff. I mean, <laughs> we all know that the janitor isn't real. Like he's just a hallucination. I mean, it's true. But that's a whole other. Day. That's a deep. We should just <laughs> Lindsay, do an episode. Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan's dad died in Africa. <laughs> Do we just want to do a podcast on Scrubs? Well, I like was, I mean, a series. <laughs> I was gonna say we should do a uh, an episode of the podcast just talking about like fan theories. <laughs> oh, I'd be super into that. Actually, I can. Dude, that would be yeah. good. That would be good just for an offshoot episode. Yeah, I'd just be... spend two hours looking up fan theories <laughs> and then talk about them. <laughs> I'd be down. I'd be very down. Um. But yeah, so uh, so the janitor, um, uh, fucking... Joan Cusack is in it for like a second. Yeah, yeah, you don't really expect her, and she never comes back up again. But Joan Cusack's here. Yeah. Um. Uh, fucking. That's most of the notables. What's her name from the office? <laughs> Which one? The secretary. No, she's in, in, in the in in the in the movie. What? In Mean Girls, the the secretary, the principal's aide. Who was she? What? Who is it? I don't I, I don't know much on the American office, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I don't even remember. It's um fucking god damn it, I don't know her name. I don't know her name at all. <laughs> I have no I I don't feel like that's right. No. Mm. Whatever. No, anyway. That no. Fucking whatever. Let's let's anyway, not get bogged down here. There's a lot of people that you recognize yeah. in this movie. Yeah, is the point. Correct. <laughs> is the much beleaguered point. Anyway, <laughs> so moving on. Uh, what what points what points do you have to make on this? I thought the most impressive thing with this movie because I'm I, I I don't feel like sitting here and, and, and talking about like everything that the movie did right yeah this because, thing happened that was funny yeah, this like, thing happened the, that was the, that was poignant like the movie the movie doesn't like there there aren't there there aren't many there aren't many things like on the surface to kind of like detract from it so i'm not going to go into all the stuff it did right the thing that i was most impressed with it is there's like no point in this movie where it takes like the low road or like the easy like writing choice sure like it's it's very much like so there is that's kind of tina fey in a nutshell though yeah it's 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 always throwing you curveballs so one, one of the things that immediately impressed me like within the first 20 minutes of the movie was you know you could see that there was going to be the the classic because because the the setup of like uh, a girl between two clicks or just like like in young adult fiction like 
a person between two cliques or two groups that kind of floats between the I two. I mean, it's she's all that. And, yeah, and it's and, very much like a she's all that a setup. A million other things. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a My Little Pony movie that does this too. <laughs> like, it is an incredibly ubiquitous. Uh, I mean, that's why trope. it was. That's why it was parodied in not another teen movie because right, that's, that's, that is, right. It's, it's that is the main the main thing. Yeah, it's it's crazy common in in a lot of young adult fiction, like even stuff that's not set in high schools or anything like oh yeah just just the just even like, in the even in the common trope of uh dystopian post-apocalyptic young adult fiction that's yeah still Any, a thing anything where you can have two factions and you're writing for a young audience writers will so often put like the main characters like between these two groups and they start out in one group and then they go towards the other group and then they find out that their friends are in the first group and they're being a dick, and they have to set things right. Like, it's a really simple conflict engine to kind of push. It gets done so much and so poorly that it's hard to, like, take it seriously, and it's hard to remember what it looks like when it's done well. This movie does it really well, because at no point, like, until, like, the the end of the second act, like, the, the lowest point for the main character does it ever get to a point where like there's outright animosity right towards and and, and honestly she's at her lowest point with both groups at the same time yeah so there like like usually it'll happen like midway through like like usually like beginning of the second act yeah you'll in like lazier movies you'll you'll see the like or fiction you'll see the main character realize that she's more a part of the second group and her friends from the first group like won't talk to her anymore or something because feel like they're they're being a dick or something and in this one like it's a slow progression towards her like doing something that's like actually awful like not just a misunderstanding like something that she has full agency in yeah. that she chooses to do yeah that's the surprising <laughs> that's the thing that surprises you it's like not like a wrong place wrong time thing right she fully like knows and consciously that's what makes the movie so relatable i think yeah. is like she knows and consciously is partaking in these things yeah you, you, with the full 100% capability to not do it. Right. And 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 you you see her fucking up and the movie is not like, "Oh, she she had to do this for reasons." Like, no, she's she's actually like fucking up. Like it's a problem. <laughs> and and so so it gives her like agency in the conflict and it makes you more interested in it because it's already made you invested in that character. Yeah. Um you you watch her become this kind of relentless bitch (laughs) sorry there's no other word for it and like and then you watch her reap the consequences of that which are real and and then you watch her like learn from that and it's okay and and even even at the same time both groups that she's kind of being pulled between aren't uh in any way like blameless in anything yeah and neither one is is framed as like ultimate good or ultimate evil no it's it's really fucking nuanced that's why it's that's why it's relatable again (laughs) and and that's why people remember this movie this is (laughs) like it's it's why i mean that and the fact that it is 
immensely quotable. Yeah, it is eternally quotable. God, it's fucking it's quotable. Got, it's probably, like, the second most quotable movie of our generation behind <laughs> Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably give it that. Like, yeah, 100%. Like, like, thinking about quotes that, like, quotes that I recognize from movies that I hear about on a, like, daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, yeah. I've heard people quote this movie that have never seen this movie. I've quoted this movie, and I haven't seen this movie <laughs> yeah. until tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like Shakespeare. Yeah. It's... <laughs> exactly like Shakespeare. <laughs> totally. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to think. What, what's, our, what's our current track record with, like, teen comedies? None. Charlie Bartlett. Yeah, that was a bad one. Is there more... Um, does Pee Wee's count? No. <laughs> I don't know. Does El Orfanato count? No. <laughs> I don't know that we've done too many. I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's just Charlie Bartlett. Um. Oh, Pretty in Pink. Oh, for right. sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Okay. So we've watched a good one and a bad one, yeah. and now a really good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pretty in Pink is pretty good. It is more formulaic, but yeah. it was also part of the formula yeah like. yeah it's, it's it's very much it's very much the bones that that several other teen movies since yeah i mean that on. that also was the <laughs> was the interplay of two factions and the original friend being like the thing that you want in actuality right to, See, to an extent and 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 to the rules of attraction <laughs> if that counts that that is that is not teen that no is that's sh- that, that is just because it's about something. just because it's about college kids doesn't mean that it should be watched by people no in their teens no um yeah so so using pretty and pink as a, a as a counterpoint like it's pretty you you start to see the divide between her and ducky like really really early. really fucking yeah. early um and, and and like she dives into that head first. Yeah, and and it kind of goes at like a little bit of a breakneck speed. The the thing that but the thing that really keeps you interested at that point is your investment in Molly and your investment in Ducky. Yeah, Molly. I don't, I don't remember. I, I, her I'm not gonna. I can't, I can't not call you on it though. <laughs> I was about to say, do do you remember no, Molly God, Ringwald's no. character's no, name? No, I don't. I mean, I I know that there are probably plenty of people who do, but no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the only other thing that would qualify as even like a teen centric movie that we've watched is Bill and Ted. Yeah. But that's, I mean, very, no. very I, different. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally different. But that is another movie, I mean, that was released intended for teenagers. It, it's, it's probably, other than Pretty in Pink and Charlie Barlow, the closest thing to this genre that we've got. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I mean to say. So. I, I I mentioned this to say because because you you started saying it's like Shakespeare. How would you feel <laughs> about watching the modern day Romeo and Juliet? No, oh, okay. I from the look on your face that that's where you thought I was going. I would not put myself through that. I God, it's not good that. at all. The Baz Luhrmann Romeo plus Juliet is, um, but uh, no, uh, a. Teen comedy that is actually legitimately based on Shakespeare. Okay. Mindfully. From a little bit earlier than this. What late, is it? Late 90s. 
What is it? Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, okay, yeah. I <laughs> always get that movie mixed up with How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. You know this. <laughs> I had forgotten that, but yeah, no, I, I, I do remember. You, you, for some reason, complain those two. I don't know why. It's because I've only seen How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, you which is not a good movie, by the way. You haven't seen Ten Things I Hate About You? No. Oh, that's going on the list. No, I, I, no it's not. Currently, but that's. Oh, fine. I thought you were saying no. It's it's not. Going <laughs> no, on the list. <laughs> I mean, we haven't added much to the list. I, I throw things on there occasionally. Right. The, the very end of the list is super weird. Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets off the rails really fast. That list. Um. Yeah. I I was about to add some stuff to it the other day, and then I opened like the Google Doc, and I was like, there are a lot of entries here. We're, we need to knock a the, couple more. In but this also. All the stuff that we've watched is on there and strike through. It's true. So like, and a lot of the things that we've watched are not yet struck through. Maybe, maybe we should do some housekeeping on yeah. that. <laughs> maybe we should just delete some of the things off of there instead of striking through them. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Because it's not like we don't have a record of what we've watched. Right, right. It's pretty well cataloged. You can find it and listen to whole episodes at a moment's notice. <laughs> The technology. Can you believe the internet? Oh my god! Can we just talk about the internet for a second? We're just allowed to like record bullshit and put it up online. Not only for that, to see. but like Watch, we literally to. we literally have the library of Alexandria level of knowledge at our fingertips at any given time, and we choose to scroll through memes yeah. and social media, cat videos, yeah, porn, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> It's it's a glorious time to be alive. Um, we are such anyway. <laughs> Sorry, had to had to break off there for a second. So, um, yeah, shit, that was something. Teen movies? Uh, no, specifically about the movie we okay, watched. Sure, you know, re- reviewing the thing that we. <laughs> watched. Um, do we have to though? Um, we rarely do. <laughs> have you noticed that we don't really review the movies? We kind we 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 review them for like ten minutes. Yeah, and then we go on tangents. This is this is more a show about tangenting and then being like, oh shit, it's been like thirty five minutes and quickly surmising. Um, so. I feel like one of the biggest, like, positive things that I hear about this movie, like, most frequently, is the presence of what a lot of people consider to be, like, one of their, like, early favorite gay characters. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, and, uh, for, for a while I looked at, uh, I, like, like, I, I had seen clips and stuff, and I was like, okay, you know, it's sassy and and all right i get it whatever i i this is another thing i fully understand the hype on at this point (laughs) damien is awesome it is he he is he is beautifully written so he has hollywood montrose levels of he was fantastic he was one of the people i was referencing yeah he was one of the people i was referencing that this is his first like was his first movie like they just found him like in a school. He is he is fucking amazing. So but he's done other stuff since this. Oh, I guess not. He had movies before this. Well never he was in Party Monster. Dude, all roads lead back to fucking Party Monster. Everything goes back to Party Monster. We've known this since two thousand twelve. Party Monster's on our list. Neither one of us have ever seen it. We used Party to be... Monster was on our list before there was a list. Yeah. Yeah. Like... 
The, so the okay, a little bit of backstory. Slow down. We're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna take a trip down memory lane. Down party monster we lane. We used to be. We've still never seen it. I don't know if we clarified. Yeah, no, that. We, we've not seen it. We used to be adamant, competitive, six degrees players. Oh God, yeah. Um, we found Party Monster when we were trying to find a link, a really weird link to like. To like, Omer Valderrama yeah. and somebody... Somebody else. Fucking out there. And we ended up using, like, Mar- Marilyn We've, Manson. We used Marilyn Manson when we went on IMDb and found Party Monster. Yeah. Since this, we keep running into Party Monster. I'm afraid we're going to watch it and it's going to be horrible. I, I'm... Like, not, what, not from, even so bad it's good, from just From the small amount of research I've done... I I I know it's interesting and I know it's not good, but we have to watch it. Everything comes back to party. So monster. let me just refresh you on the and cast. now Damien's in it. Yeah, let me refresh you on this cast: Seth Green, yeah, Macaulay Culkin, yeah, Marilyn Manson, yeah, Dylan McDermott, the guy from American Horror Story: Murder House. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this guy. Uh, oh, I know that guy. Sure. <laughs> That's going to be great on the podcast. Yeah. Where no one can see the picture of the guy you just showed me. <laughs> you, they know who I'm talking about. <laughs> totally. He's the guy from Murder House, the yeah. dad dude. He's a, is he oh, a, oh, that that's the guy that, okay. I thought that was a separate actor from, from who you were just, what? never mind. Go, go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were showing me a picture of an unrelated no, guy. No, 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 that's that guy. House. Okay. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama. Yes. Uh, Damien. This guy, yeah, this guy that plays <laughs> Damien. Uh, John Stamos. Right, right. Chloe Savini. Mm-hmm. And some others. Yeah. All roads lead back to Party Monster. And I, I kind of think maybe next week? I don't know, man. Dude. We're just going to find more links. We're just going to find more reasons to watch it. Let's just rip off oh, the band-aid. <laughs> and, and, and the girl that plays Nikki in Orange is the New Black. It's been a while since we've done something really weird and gay. <laughs> so, <laughs> since Liquid Sky. <laughs> yes, that is that was a, the last that is really the, weird gay That's a weird that gay we, movie that, that for watched. sure. Before that, it was uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm... What was it before that? Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think we have to drop the gay and just go for weird. Oh no, there's probably. There, if I we, mean, Nightbreed. If we, oh yeah, we did watch Nightbreed. That's pretty weird. That. That is, I mean, that is both very weird and very gay. I mean, Itu Mama Tambien ends up pretty gay. Yeah, but it's not like weird. It's just like good. Yeah. Um, there's probably a lot of homosexual subtext in Johnny Suede. As a matter of fact. Going back, it's yeah, not that's, really that's, sub- a, that's super text. Yeah, it's like, not what are you about? <laughs> uh, The rules of attraction, also weird and gay at times. Depressing and gay. Yeah. De- depressing and pansexual. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Liquid Sky is also pretty pansexual. Though, yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, I think there's, there's some subtext to be talked about in Akira. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to dig real deep, we, we could go down that. I, I'd, I'd be, I'd also be Repo Man. I'd be interested in doing. There's a lot of subtext, period, in Repo Man <laughs> yeah. that I am 
Oh, I'm just so interested by. <laughs> Dude, when are, when are we going to do like a... Man. Supplemental episodes? Well, we keep talking about No, here's it. what I want to do. Like a, a, a main series episode, but we just... We pick like... We like have homework during the week and like rewatch three movies that we've watched like separately. Yeah. And then we... Or maybe even like just two. Just, three movies I, is a lot. I actually, actually write down some stuff. Yeah. Because we'll be watching it separately, so we're not going to just be like circle jerking right about what, what we saw and then come back and and like just do one short episode about I'd, like i'd be really into that recapping and you then, wanna you, you wanna i'll do i'll do repo man you can do lost in translation well, <laughs> well, I, hold on don't get me started no i was talking about doing like the same movies Oh, like we watch the same movie separately. Watch separately. Yeah. And, okay. But I mean, I'm still good for that. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be very into it. I, I would be, I would be, yeah, I would be ludicrously there's, into that. There's a lot of movies that I like. We watch it. So if here, just to pull back the curtain, listeners, right? We on this very professional, <laughs> uh, high production quality podcast that's entering your ears yeah. right now. Super high quality. I'll have you know. You haven't even heard a dog through this whole no, podcast. No, not this time. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, we, we watched the movie. I, pretty, I don't think there's ever been a case where this wasn't what happened. We watched the movie and then immediately, or I mean pretty much immediately, sit down and record the podcast. Yeah, the, the, only, the only amount of separation there's ever been between watching a movie and talking about a movie has been a drive back from the theater. Yeah, drive back to the theater or like a bathroom break or yeah, you know. That's that's pretty much it. We 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 come at this pretty raw. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I usually try and eat like beforehand and stuff like that. We do this in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um like on a weekday. Anyway, sometimes. It's been every I think we've recorded probably every day of the week at this point. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm sure regular listeners love that. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. So, like, other than occasionally, like, checking out IMDb trivia, like, during the episode or right before it, like, I don't really, like, we don't really research the movies too much beforehand. I mean, only in rare occasions. So, it might be kind of sweet to, like, have a homework assignment like, hey, this week we're both going to watch... These two movies in between now and the next time we record, and then also we're going to research them. Maybe check out a director's commentary, right? Or like some interviews, right? Read trivia, read the TV tropes page, which I always find to be enlightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check out TV tropes if you haven't, but oh, I'm, I'm sure every, everyone knows it by now. <laughs> Prepare yourself to do nothing else though, right? For many time. Um, I used to have a I used to have a third shift job where I did nothing for about seven hours. Yeah, TV trips was my best friend. Oh my god, there is, it is infinite. It is inf- it is like it is like go it is like browsing Wikipedia except it's stuff you care about. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that would be a good assignment. So we'll do I, that. I would I would love to do that. We should uh we should uh we we should put some some movies that we really liked and and feel like we could get a lot. Oh of yeah, that's what I was gonna say. In, is, into a hat. And yeah. So get. there's several movies that I feel like we've left a lot of meat on the bone. Oh yeah. To tons, talk about tons. Liquid Sky being one of them. Liquid Sky. I know there's a ton with Antichrist. A ton with Repo Man. Uh, a Scanner Darkly. 
Yeah. Like, so many things. Because, I mean, like just talking <laughs> talking about the movie and reviewing the, the film itself is one thing. But talking about, like, its cultural impact, the context around it, which, like, for Liquid Sky, I know we talked about it a little bit later on a different episode. But, like, having to, some time to dedicate to these things and, yeah. like, really dig into it and try and take a more... More analytical... Like a more... Um, what's the Scholastic. Word? Yes, that's exactly the word I was looking for. <laughs> a more scholastic approach to it. Yeah. Um, I would love to. That would, that would be kind of cool. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that, like, once every month or two. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You have to commit so, to you have to commit to watching the movies though. Oh, absolutely! I can I can totally yeah yeah we can do that. I do nothing from like like I'm up I'm up till five usually. Okay. <laughs> I'm just bullshitting anyway. Yeah, we can do it. Right. Cool. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, party monster, go watch it. <laughs> Fucking shit! We did it again. Mean Girls. Fuck. Mean Girls. Mean Girls is a really good movie. Uh, I probably don't have to tell you that because I'm the only person that hasn't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, if you have a, if even if you have watched it, go watch it again. Yeah, if, if you if, if you last watched it when you were in high school or middle school or whatever, you'll definitely get something. And you're an adult that. now, or even not, you know, I it's, don't want to assume. It's the opposite of battle royale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know how battle royale gets worse and worse the like well no further you are from from adolescence. Yeah, because I don't. I don't well, see yeah. it, but but yeah, the, the, this is the this is the polar opposite of well, it, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> no, in adolescence, it's just better now. Yeah, or um, di- I mean, I don't even know about better. It's just different. Yeah, you're you're definitely going to it, you're you're not going to be left poor for the experience. You're still gonna fucking laugh your ass off. Yeah, I you laugh at like, different stuff. Though. Yeah, I was like loud, <laughs> ugly laughing at this shit. Like, yeah, like. No, yeah. no, no subtle nostril flares on this one. <laughs> yeah, this is this was this that's was a, that's all a knee slapper. Full fucking laugh for sure. Um, yeah, you'll you'll get something out of it if you haven't watched it in a while. If you have had misgivings about this movie in the past, if you've thought that it was it was something something vapid and like yeah, yeah. just just a, a time waster that you're you were you were too old for when you were fourteen and you're too old for it now. Um, I highly urge you to reconsider. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening. Yep. Uh, you all. Oh, quick. Uh, best, best, uh, best one line gag. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> it's gotta be. Mine, mine is Danny DeVito. I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the first one that came to mind. So that's what I'm going to All right. Cool. Uh, Next week, Party Monster. (laughs) Don't count on it. We'll see what happens. (laughs)